You're listening to Montgomery Creek Outdoors. Kick off your boots and kick up your heels. Today's adventure starts right now. Hey everybody and welcome to story number three of our Montgomery Creek Outdoors podcast series. I'm Casey Conley and joined today by my dad. Hello. And today we have Stephen Fuller with The Hunting Grounds. How are you, Stephen? Oh, I'm doing well. Doing as good as you can do for sure and happy to be on here. Thank you for joining us today. So we want to start off with just having you talk about how long you've been in operation with the hunting grounds. Well, it's been a roller coaster. I'll tell you that it's, it's um, a big learning curve, but we've been going now, this is our seventh year and uh, just kind of started it for fun. You know, I'd, I'd graduated um, college and decided, you know, I'd, I was a teacher there for a little bit and wanted to do a little bit of um filming and stuff and so I kind of started filming some of my management techniques and started putting stuff out on YouTube and that's how we started is right then and there just putting stuff on YouTube for fun and you know it's developed into what it is today. So seven, seven years in the making it's not an yeah. overnight success by any stretch of imagination you put a lot of work in it sometimes sometimes I think you got to be the busiest guy in the industry when I see <laughs> everything uh, you got going on I mean I, I kind of figure you're probably doing a live broadcast on this right now on uh, on Instagram or something but uh what but what you know what some milestones along the way I mean how many how many followers you got views stuff like that well you know it's it's been like you said it's a learning curve and I work all the time there's not a time that I'm not working I actually thought about doing a live video feed of this <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> we're going to uh we're going to share it out there for you guys but um you know it's come a long way since then you know I like I said I started on YouTube and um you know about I think about three to four years ago I really got serious about growing it and really said you know at that point you know there's something here that people are enjoying and I definitely enjoy it and if I put a little bit more work into it and get some supporters then um you know I can take this off so uh now we've grown to where on Facebook we're fixing to hit about um 100,000 followers on Facebook oh wow and it's you know Facebook's changed a lot over the years too it's not so much about the followers anymore it's as far as much as the reach, you know, on Facebook alone last year, we we reached somewhere close to, I think, close to 30 million people, you know, oh in gosh. a year on there. And then uh, Instagram's grown where we're getting close to that 20,000 follower mark. And then uh, YouTube, I got really serious about YouTube last uh, hunting season. And I said, you know what, I'm going to grow YouTube because there's, there's just not a lot of... Um, I guess hunting show personalities really that are out there doing kind of like a vlog series and really um, getting down to that personal relationship level with all their viewers and supporters and stuff on YouTube. So I decided to get really serious about that. And uh, I think we were just maybe at 2000 subscribers there and we're fixing to hit um, getting close to 10,000 subscribers right now on YouTube. So just in the last season, it's really grown on there and, I've got big goals. That's one thing I always do is I set really extreme goals and I want to have um, this next year on our, on just like social media on Facebook, probably alone. I want to hit close to that hundred million mark, you know, on reach. Uh, I think it's doable. We, we, we end up 
about tripling our size every single year. We're extremely blessed <laughs> in that and uh, work our rear ends off for it. So well, that's, that's where we're at. That's that, awesome. The hard work we're is paying off. Go, so. so I got to ask a question. Do you remember there being, I guess, a turning point in all of this in the past seven years? Was there a video or was there a post that just really took off? And, you know, you can think back and say that was the turning point for us. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> you know, there was... Uh, I don't know if there's really a turning point, you know, consistency is huge when you're out there and you're right. trying to do something like this. And, um, you know, I didn't, it's, it's been a learning curve, you know, everything has been, you know, I've, I'm self-taught and all my editing and all of my video production and all my social media marketing. And, uh, you just got to each time you do something, my goal is every time, every video I produce or anything is I try to make it better than the last one. That's and, awesome. um, so there was no real turning point. There was, like I said, about three or four years ago, you know, I'd kind of, you know, I was new to this whole thing. You know, when I first started, you know, I had a couple of guys kind of helping me out and I knew absolutely nothing. So I was like, yeah, you come on my show. You're a pro staff. I don't know what pro staff means. But you're a pro staff. <laughs> and, um, you know, and it, we've transitioned with different people in and out. And finally it got to the point where I could see the people on um, Facebook, especially it probably really happened on Facebook for me. Um, it started taking off and I started seeing a lot of interaction and people really tuning into what we're doing. I was like, people are really wanting more. It got to the point where people were, were requesting more. And I said, you know what, if they're wanting more, then why shouldn't I work harder than just to get them more material, more video and stuff out there? So about three years ago or four years ago, I got real serious about it. And, um, you know, if there was a big, big moment, there was a big moment about two years ago on Facebook, I got one of my first viral videos, I think I got close to a million or over a million views oh, wow. on it cool. within like a few weeks. It just, it was just me talking about hunters, supporting hunters, um, no matter what size of trophies, you know, or what a trophy is to them, it's all in the eye of the beholder kind of deal and that we've got to support each other. And uh, it just went viral out there. And at that point I said, you know what, this is just, we've got to just go as all in as we can on this and um so we've been doing that and we've been blessed by it for sure awesome hey that's cool hey let's switch gears and kind of talk on a on a personal level you alluded to mm -hmm. it earlier but uh, mm -hmm. where did you go to college and what did you major in all right well i went to college um at college ozarks and it's just right outside branson missouri there it's in hollister missouri um, or right outside of there is Point Lookout, actually. They have their own little area. But uh, College of Ozarks in Missouri, I went there, and I did a double major and a minor. I majored in conservation wildlife management, along with field biology and um, uh, another major in communication arts. Cool. And um, just, you know, when I graduated high school, that's all, <laughs> that's all I knew. I was like, I wanted to hunt. That's what I like to do, and um, I didn't know really what I wanted to do as far as going into college. And we had a uh, recruiter there, and the recruiter came in and was just asking me questions. What do you like to do? I said I like to hunt. She said, Well, we got a conservation major that just started a year ago. And I said, Sign me up. That's what I want to do. <laughs> I, had, I didn't look at any other colleges, and I was blessed enough to get in there and uh, went to college there for, I believe it was five years to get those two majors and minor and. Since then, you know, I've done odd and end jobs. I was a teacher. I did. Uh, I was a high school biology teacher and ecology teacher for a couple of years, um, and then I took a leap of faith in there, in between there, and uh, felt that you know I was supposed to get in the outdoor industry, kind of uh, 
went on some crazy travels there and um, just didn't pan out and ended up working for Cabela's for a little bit. Then, you know, and now I'm where I'm at now is I'm working with Jotto Gear and they're a sponsor and supporter of the show. And then I'm doing pretty much. What's your what's your position with Jotto Gear? So now, like, it's really cool with Jotto Gear is everything that I've got now as far as my main job is everything. It's come from me working with the hunting grounds. So the hunting grounds has taught me how to do social media marketing and video production. I've gotten what I think is pretty good at that. And it opened up the door for me to come in and help Jotto gear run all. That's what I do here is I do all their social media marketing and video production for them. And it's just a win-win it's they're great people and uh, they support what we do. And um, they're, they sell, you know, handgun holsters and like home defense um, stuff for shooting and which is falls right in line. I mean, we're shooters and we're hunters and we like to protect ourselves with our, you know, our, our weapons and um, it, everything falls in line there. So hmm. that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what about, I guess, family? I know you have a family. Talk to us about them and some of your yeah. friends and how they tie into the hunting grounds. Everybody ties into the hunting grounds. I'll <laughs> tell you, I, I say that I live like a hunting lifestyle and I really do. I mean, it's funny, you know, if friends come over, I'm not the kind of guy that whips out the, you know, game controller and we want to play games. Like, I'm usually like, hey, you want to go help me plant some trees or do a burn or check trail cameras or whatever. That's what, if friends come over, they know that they're (laughs) going to probably be getting themselves into some kind of work on my property because that's what I do. I love enjoying time with friends and family, honestly, in the outdoors. And it doesn't matter what we're doing, but I have a really close family. Um, My parents are great supporters of the show, and so is my sister. And uh, they love, I mean, they've seen me through the thick and thin of this show when, you know, I, when I started off, people told me it wouldn't ever be anything and could never grow into anything. And I didn't care if one person watched it and enjoyed it, you know, I was going to keep doing it. And, um, you know, they've supported me all the way through no matter what. So So, it's been awesome there. Well, what, what, what about er, early years and and hunting with your family? I mean, did your dad, your dad hunt and you guys go out together and stuff like that or, Oh, yeah. So dad actually got me into hunting and now I drag him around more than he drags me around. So, um, yeah, he, he got me into hunting for sure. Uh, you know, I remember my earliest memories were, you know, being, um, you know, with my papa, who I didn't get to spend much time with because uh, he passed away, you know, early in my life. But he was who introduced my dad into hunting. And I remember just being with my dad, being on his shoulders, walking through the woods and my papa, you know, pointing out stuff that you're looking for in the woods and uh, so dad got me into hunting and I kind of ran with it. You know, I, dad was, um, an old school kind of hunter that, you know, you, you drive around on the farm. If you see a deer, you, you shoot a deer kind of deal. And <laughs> so I got big time into it where I was learning all the grunt calls and all the scents and the techniques and the food plots. And so I've been dragging dad around for years now. And that's kind of our bonding thing is, um, he enjoys the hunt and he wants to hunt with me. And that's the so, time that we can really spend. So, together. so thinking back on, uh, let's deer or Turkey, either one, how, mm-hmm. how old, or I guess better yet, how young were you when you shot your first deer or your Turkey? I was, <laughs> I, well, you know, we don't have very many turkeys around Northwest Arkansas. We just hardly don't even have a Turkey season. Um, but I was probably 10 or 11 when I shot my first deer and, uh, 
Jeff Foxworthy back in the day. I don't know if you remember those yeah. old, uh, and that, you might be a redneck t-shirt. Yeah. Now, now that wasn't very long ago. You talked like that <laughs> yeah. was forever ago. That was. <laughs> well, I was number one on one of his t-shirts pretty much because it said you might be a redneck if you ever saw the deer out your bedroom window. And, uh, <laughs> that's you how was, I shot you my was the guy, deer. huh? Yeah, I shot Guilty. my first deer um, before school. I was 10 or 11 years old, and I was in my bedroom window, and the deer walked through our backyard, and I shot it and kind of left Dad with it, and I went to school. So. Uh, that, reminds me, that reminds me of the old joke. Uh, the guy says, I shot an elephant in my pajamas, and the guy said, well, how did the elephant ever get in your pajamas? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Hey, t- tell us a little bit. Now, I know you know from following your show and stuff that uh, you know you got a relatively new property that you're owner of, about a year or so, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're you're working you're working on a house there. Have, have you moved in to your house now? I've pretty much moved in. Like I'm up there probably half the time right now. You know, it's I've, the last thing that I've got to do is honestly, uh, you know, and she's a part of the show too. It, it seems like everybody ends up being part of the show. But my dog Journey, she's part of the show. And, <laughs> Um, we got viewers all the time. I'll, I'll go somewhere. I'm like, where's journey? Why don't you bring him? Like, <laughs> well, I, you know, it's just not the easiest thing to bring a dog when you travel, but, um, no, uh, that's the last thing I've got to do is build a dog fence for her. Then I can be up there all the time. Cause right now if I go into work and stuff, I don't want to leave her in the house. So got to drop her off at the parents or something, but yeah, I've been remodeling a house on my place. It's a, it was built in 1970 and it was an earth home originally. It's gone through a whole bunch of stages. And when I got the place, you know, I bought it primarily for the land um, because, you know, as hunters, you know, I, I don't want just to buy a house. I want to have hunting land. I right. can now, how many, how many acres, how many acres did you buy there? It's 91 acres. Okay. And it's nice. Ozark Hill, yeah. It's Ozark Hill country and it's like got bluffs and steep hills and springs and everything. So it hunts more like 300 acres because yeah. there's so many steep hills, but um, yeah. So I've been remodeling that house and have enjoyed that. And um just getting just about done there but that's one thing i've really enjoyed bringing it to the show is finally now i've taught you know the big part of our show is showing like cost effective techniques for managing a property for smaller properties and now i've really got my own property where the sky's the limit you know i don't have to go ask a landowner to plant a food plot or do a burn or if i can clear some trees out or anything there it's like anything i want to do or try i can try there and the coolest thing about it is I'm bringing everybody on this journey with me. So all my successes and failures on this property, they're getting to see and everybody's been tuning in and I've had it for about uh, over a year and a half now. And uh, the transitions that we've seen on the property is huge. You know, when I bought that place, I put my spy point cameras up all over that place and literally had, you know, a couple of does and some four corns and spikes. And I'll tell you, I was discouraged because I was like, I'm out here in the middle of nowhere <laughs> and uh, I don't have any big monsters roaming around. Well, you know, with a little bit of management now, I, I can't build my food plots big enough. You know, I, I have so many deer coming in and the bucks are growing and I didn't have any oh, turkeys when I started there. And now I've got flocks of turkeys. I'm hoping to, you know, uh, finish a story this season where hopefully I'm tagging my first ever turkey on my hunting grounds this year. Ah, oh, cool. I hope you do. So, hey. Yeah, you, I, I'm excited about it. <laughs> you uh, you alluded to it, and then you said it again, but uh, yeah. your dog, Journey. Yeah. What's the story yeah. behind her name? That actually came from a viewer of the show, you know, because I wanted something unique. I'm, I'm one of those kind of guys. I don't like to do everything that everybody else does. And uh, 
I put it on social media. I was like, I've got a dog coming. And what do you think her name should be? And people threw names out there everywhere. And uh, someone said Journey. And that was just as I, and that was one thing that I said, you know, said, well, as soon as I get a property and a house of my own <clears throat> and I can live out in the country, I'm going to get a dog. And so as soon as I got the signed deal on the house, I went out looking for a dog. I knew the <laughs> dog that I wanted. And someone said Journey. and said, you know what? That fits perfectly. It's unique. And I'm fixing to go on a huge journey on my own, <laughs> get my own place. And yeah. so I think it all fits perfectly. So, yeah, it came from a viewer of the show. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. So switching gears a little bit here. Um, <laughs> I know you're a huge Christian witness and mm-hmm. and I love that. So talk a little bit about the importance of spreading God's word and, and how you incorporate that into the show. Well, that was uh, that's the foundation of our show. And that's when I started, even when I started on YouTube. Um, you know, I said when I first put my first video, I said, if one person gets something from this and that's that's all that matters. And, uh, you know, as I've traveled and I've talked to a lot of different groups and, you know, as well as anybody that when you're witnessing to somebody, it can be really challenging. And especially, you know, even hunters, you know, they're there's somebody that you don't want to offend them for one, because usually they've got a gun. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> right. uh, no, you, you just it's hard to approach somebody on your faith. And uh, the purpose of like the show is what I wanted to do is I didn't want to push my faith on anybody. I didn't want it to be overly on the, you know, over the top kind of deal where they were just turned off by it. But at the same time, I wanted to basically say, Hey, you know what? This is why I do everything that I do. This is why I use all my management techniques on God's creation. And this is why hunt is to manage the deer and the wildlife that, you know, God has given me because he says to subdue the earth and to rule over it and have dominion over the um, birds of the air and the fish of the sea. And, you know, to pass that on to future generations. And that opens up like we have common ground there where I can hopefully, you know, talk to somebody and be like, this is why I do. And this is why I live my life the way I do. And hopefully they see the excitement and the happiness that, you know, I think that I show and my team shows on the show and, they want a little piece of that. And, um, you know, I honestly, I give God all the glory that for every bit of success that we've had with the show, because he's been our foundation. I honestly, truly believe that if if we just weren't uh, had him as our foundation, we would not be where we are at today. For Amen. sure. So. Amen. I, I think what you're doing is very effective. So it's a great platform for that. Yeah. Now, Stephen, you, t- you talked about your property there that you're hunting now. Have you have you got other local properties that you hunt or, you know, are they leases or just, uh, you know, places you have permission or how, how's all that work locally? Yeah, that's a good question. I get a lot of questions. on. I get people ask me all the time, like, hey, can I come hunting with you? I'm like, you know what? I don't have um, I don't have a huge lease. Like, I don't. <laughs> I don't own thousands of acres. I'm an average Joe. Like, you know, if I see some deer in a field in the area, um, I've got little tips and tricks of how I know to get that landowner. And I go knock on that door and I get permission. So um, I do have small properties around the area that I, I've gotten just by knocking on a door or maybe, um, you know, I'll tell them, hey, I'll help you keep your fences up and, you know, check on your cattle and do all that to get, you know, permission on your property. But um, as far as traveling, when I travel, uh, the properties I hunt there, it's a lot of the viewers and supporters of the show. They say, Hey, I've got, you know, a few acres here and there. If you want to come up and do a hunt, you know, and that's what I'm all about. Like it, I don't have to go to the big, uh, lodges and spend thousands of dollars and, 
you know, get a guided hunt. Like I enjoy spending time with the supporters of the show and it, I think it adds a cool storyline. So, um, absolutely. Yeah. I've, it's real. I've really, it's real. Yeah. Well, it's very real. And I've really focused this year, uh, since I've pro- purchased my property, as far as around my area, I haven't been hunting, um, a lot of the other places as hard because I really wanted to put time in on my place, figure out how the deer are transitioning and, um, you know, spend quality time there trying to, uh, figure the deer out and get some trophies off of there. So now when it comes to hunting trips, I know I'm, I'm a big fan of those. I'm getting ready to go back to Texas here in a couple of oh, weeks. Yeah. Um, do you guys go anywhere, I guess, out of state on hunting trips or talk to us a little bit about that? Yep. So, um, you know, like I said, those usually come from, you know, viewers and supporters of the show, just invite us out. So I actually went, you know, even this last weekend went to Nebraska um, with some viewers up there that had been invited us up there. I hunted turkeys up there with them last year, had a blast, killed a bunch and going back up there this year. So I hunt, uh, for turkeys, you know, I hunt Nebraska and Kansas and Missouri and Arkansas. Um, as far as deer hunting, I've only traveled, um, out of state, um, has been to Kansas. You know, now I live in Missouri. I was originally from Arkansas. So I used to travel out of state from Arkansas and Missouri to hunt a lot, but now I live there. So so, um, but so, yeah, as far as deer, there's, that's the only three states. I really want to expand that a bunch. You know, I know you went down to Texas this year. You made me really <laughs> jealous with that. Um, you know, I hope to get down to Texas and do like one of those late season rut hunts one of these days. It's fun. Maybe travel it's fun. Um, more Midwest or something. But yeah, so, I don't travel too much as far as deer hunting, but I want to travel a whole lot more. For so sure. so what, what you're, where you've currently been, I guess, as far as geographically, what's your, what's your radius? couple hours uh, away or I, th- I traveled up to six hours this six weekend. Hours. As, far as, as far as deer hunting usually i stay within uh about a five hour mile you know like as far as five hours away i don't get much further than that as far as deer hunting but turkey hunting for some reason i travel a little bit further but <laughs> <laughs> for a smaller bird you know well, well i'm gonna put you on the spot here and ha- okay. how old are you steven i am 31 right now 31 so in yeah. your 31 years yeah. What has been your most memorable or your favorite hunting adventure? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Loaded question. Every time you in, you get that ask and you're a hunter, that's hard because I can remember every single hunt. Everything Single hunt's pretty unique. Um, I would say probably one of my most memorable hunts uh, ever was from this year just because it was a lifelong dream of mine you know, to own my own property, manage my own property and harvest my own deer on my property. And uh, since I've owned it a year and a half, the first year, I I never took a buck off of it. I didn't see a good enough buck to take off of it. And this year, um, you know, I ended up going down to some public ground in Arkansas. I was hunting down there with the family like we always do. Got really sick and had to come back home in Missouri. <clears throat> and I said, well, you know, at least I've got a redneck blind that I can sit in because it was nasty. It was cold and raining. And I was like, at least I've got that to sit in. And I'm not going to just sit in the house if I'm sick. I can sit in there and be <laughs> out of the elements. So I've gotten out there and I've been patterning a pretty good uh, nine point. And wouldn't you know it, he came out that morning and allowed me to get him all self-filming and dropped him in his tracks. And it's probably the most memorable hunt just because, um, you know, that's, something that I've always dreamed of is owning my own property and harvesting my own bucks and my own property and growing them and kind of getting that story with them. And, um, 
that was really, really cool this year to finally accomplish that. So I, I know I watched that episode and it looked like it felt pretty good for it all to come together, didn't it? <laughs> oh, it did. It made you feel good when you were sick that day. So I, that, you know, I got better real fast. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's talk about shed season. I know we're kind of winding down, but how yeah. many, how many sheds did you find this season? Um, any interesting ones or any of your hit list buck sheds? No, uh, you know, uh, that's always been a tough thing for me to do around here is find sheds. We're, we're in wooded country and it is really steep and fields are few and far between. And last year we did find two on my place, which was really exciting because you just don't find many in our neck of the woods down here. And this year uh, we've only found one so far on the hunting grounds, which is kind of weird. But I've had the loggers come in and uh, about the time the deer were actually dropping their antlers, they they were coming in and doing some uh, select cuts for me. And I think it kind of pushed them out and pushed them out of some of their bedding areas. And I think they've dropped on other properties and just really haven't found too many. And I've had a lot of my bucks actually this year really holding um, a lot later than normal. And I think it's because of all my property uh, habitat, basically improvement, because, um, you know, last year I didn't have enough food plots. And this year I definitely had enough food plots, had enough food sources that they were well taken care of they weren't very pressured as far as hunting on my property and so the deer weren't really stressed and i think that allowed them to hold their antlers a whole lot longer yeah and that's that's kind of what we've experienced around here we had a real mild winter here in central oh, indiana yeah. mm-hmm. um i i got out gobs of eagle seed soybeans and uh they they just didn't eat them all up. Now cold winter they'll they'll be gone sometimes before they drop their sheds. So I oh, same yeah. way I think sheds were kind of scattered and uh, and some of them still hanging on according to trail cam oh, pictures yeah. and stuff. So yep. kind of been an unusual year for sheds. Right, but you know you talk about the importance of the food plots. You own the food, you own the deer. So that's no doubt. That's it. That's exciting. So let's let's talk a little bit about turkey season because I know that's coming up next for us. You said you were just oh, yeah. hunting last weekend in Nebraska. Now will you yeah. go back there or where else are you going to yeah. turkey hunt? I guess I'm, what's the I'm plan? Going, I, I'm going back this weekend actually. Uh, you know it's, what I'm doing up there right now is not very easy. I like challenges and so we're actually behind like the Mojo Scoot and Shoot, and I want to shoot cool. the turkey in the wide open with a bow with behind the Mojo Scoot and Shoot. And right now they were hand up this weekend and couldn't ask for worse weather for a <laughs> right? wedding weekend, honestly. Poured. We had uh, wind chills were in the 30s the entire weekend. It rained almost all day long. And in Nebraska, they don't have rocks. And so when it rains, it the bottom just falls out of the mud and everything is covered with mud. There's not a piece of camera equipment or equipment or decoy or clothing that <laughs> doesn't have mud all over it so really a rough weekend um but we have fun chasing them but um yeah i've got plans like i said I'm, I'm gonna hopefully be able to get my first ever arkansas turkey this year uh, we'll be hunting uh, kansas for sure kansas is always a awesome state for us to lay down a bunch of turkeys and then uh, be hunting missouri as well and like i said um, I've got everything set up on my hunting grounds on my property here in Missouri, ready to go. I've got turkeys coming in, got the big old long beard that's been coming in almost every day, morning and evening. And uh, we got actually just set up. Oh, yeah. Right, yep. Um, we just got the redneck haybell blind set up. So I'm ex- really excited to try that out. And um, I think we've got everything lined up for me to take my first ever turkey on my own property. So I'm super pumped about it. (laughs) Man, I hope you do. I hope you do. So let's talk about your pro staff members. How many members do you have and what are their ages? And I guess where are they from too? All right. Well, um, 
that's that's been a really fun thing to work with uh, over the years as you grow a show you know you don't know really you know i'm all self-taught on all this so i didn't have anybody come in and say hey this is how you need to run your show and run your staffers and if you need staffers or if you don't and um we get a lot of applications uh, people just want to be a part of it which is really encouraging um but sometimes it can be something kind of hard to handle because you're you're handling a team out there yeah, and managing you, people uh, Oh yeah, it's it can be really tough, um, and then you know it also can make it harder sometimes for sponsors too because you know if you have hundred guys on your team, you know, and you're asking for support for your sponsor, that's a lot of people for them to support. So right now we've got um, I think thirteen guys, um, not including myself. So I think there's about fourteen team members total. I think I've got five as pro staff. You know, we're old school. Yeah, I like people coming in as field staff and them really having to earn their position under pro staff because our sponsors are great and they really take care of them. And um, I want to make sure that they're dedicated and that they're going to kind of earn their keep on the show. So and we've got everybody from um, Arkansas, Missouri, I think all the way down to Georgia. We have people from Pennsylvania, Minnesota and Kansas. So, spread out, um, spread out pretty good, pretty good area. Oh, there. yeah. Yeah, which is cool because, you know, that allows us to bring hunts from kind of all over the place and people enjoy, you know, seeing a Pennsylvania hunt that are out here in Arkansas and vice versa for, you know, people down in Georgia like to see what's going on up in Minnesota. So uh, I've got a great group of staffers there. They Their ages range. Um, I think some of our older ones are in the upper 30s and we have some that are still in high school. Um, cool. I don't. I don't put any limits on kind of age. Um, I just say, hey, if you meet our requirements, you kind of live the lifestyle that we do and you have the ability to, you know, help our show grow and, you know, you film your hunts and you you got the stuff that we require, then, hey, it's a no-brainer. We'll put you on the show and see what you were made of kind well, of deal. So, I like to see when those young guys get involved in this kind of stuff. Oh, the uh the sky's the limit on their creativity and, and what they're going to contribute in years to come. Oh, yeah. And it's nice for them because they've grown up in this era. You know, they're used to working these cameras and editing software. I mean, it's almost they're almost taking those classes in high school now where, you know, when I first started videotaping, I had the old VHS, you know, big old <laughs> camera on the side of my shoulder. And when I started editing, there wasn't even HD editing software out there. I'd, I'd had to transition into HD video footage and deal with all that. So, you know, they're coming in at the right time where they, they're going to probably know more than me here pretty soon. <laughs> well, that, that's, <laughs> that's helpful. That's a, that's a good thing. Now, now, one question I do, I mean, you get everything up real timely. I mean, and it's boom, boom, boom. Like I say, you got to be the busiest guy in the in the <laughs> industry. But as far as, you know, you got guys uh, spread out, Georgia, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. where, you know, all over. Do do you do all the editing, or do they edit that, send that to? How how's that process take place? How do you get the footage and get it up and going so fast? I do about ninety nine percent of all the editing and all the video work. It's just um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how I get it all up fast. I don't stop, so I'll spend you know when I'm on the road traveling, I'll edit. When I'm at home, I'll edit, and uh, I'll edit on breaks or whenever I can edit. I'm editing and. Um, you know, the great thing about having that I have one of the best teams out there in the whole industry. And um, I think most of my 
sponsors. Uh, I actually, all my sponsors will say that as well. You know, I've got the best team that are going to support me and send in footage and really support um, the companies that support us at the same time. And, you know, being, I've, I've said it a long time ago um, when we first started, I said, we're going to be a semi-live hunting show and there's no more waiting a, a full year for a deer hunt to come out that would happen last season. What I really want to do is I want to provide a hunt and management techniques that people can watch and they can go do it that exact same week because everything's timed perfectly for them. I mean, the weather's the same for them or whatever it may be, they can implement that. So um, that's what. So, so, really do, makes, so are they hard, hard mailing that stuff to you or they drop that yeah. in some kind of a Google document? Yeah. Or it, it's, so sometimes it just depends, you know, as, with this HD video, man, uh, it gets really large files. Yeah. Really large. Um, so what I tell them to do is they do, they will, if they film a successful hunt within a week, they put it on an SD card and they just mail that in. If it's a shorter hunt that they can drop box it, they'll drop box it. Um, uh, for some of our sponsored stuff out there, if they're just, um, doing a short little video for, um, it might be like spy point or mojo or walk on archery targets or something like that. They're doing a short little, how-to video um, some of my guys some of my younger guys especially not many of my older guys but my younger guys they have the ability to edit up a short it, little video and they'll edit it up and send it to me and i'll post it easy as that. at some point in time Stephen, we're going to have to define what age is considered older i you said you said older guys and i remember you saying your oldest was like you know 30s or something and i'm looking over at dad i'm like hey you're super old uh, no, no wonder i have such difficulty on my editing and stuff i'm over the hill oh my, oh, my. So uh, talk to us about, I guess, your views on social media, you know, where it is now and where you think it's going, because I know it's totally changed the landscape for both hunters and then the hunting industry. So talk to us a little more about, I guess, your views on social media. Uh, Well, I can just tell you social media is the way it's going 100 percent out there. Um, Right. You know, you talk to a lot of the companies out there and they're really taking a lot of their funds and they're taking them from people on television and put more into social media because it's so highly interactive. Um, You know, you look at our show and we, and everything is so calculated. I mean, you can look at every single number that is out there and you know, for a fact, how many exact views you got and how many people actually saw your stuff. Whereas on TV, you're hoping that they watch your commercials and they're hoping that they either go on their phones and buy it there or go into the store. Whereas, you know, online, if they're questioning anything about the product, they actually comment right down below in our video. Does that product really work? Have you had problems with it or what do you love about it? And we can interact right away with it. Um, You know, there's, there's TV shows out there that, you know, they throw a lot of numbers out of what they're getting. And I can tell you a hundred percent for sure, you know, that we got probably, I think we're around, if not more is at least four to 5 million views last year on our videos and you can you know it's you can't get that exact number when you're going on tv all the time depending on what channel you're going to um but social media is the way it is it's it's easy to push products you're so highly interactive there's no um limit on how many episodes you can have or videos you can post and it's it's semi-live i mean people absolutely love it so that's the way it's going and that's the way we're going to continue to be and my goal is to be you know the number one show out there on social media platform period and 
Uh, that's just a goal that we've set and we're going to hopefully reach it. I'm, we're doing really good right now. I don't know where we really stand, but if I just keep pushing for that goal, then that's <laughs> right. Be good there, so. Hey, that's right. And you know, we're big supporters of you guys. And, you know, I just love the way that social media has changed the landscape. It's, oh, yeah. it's helped us develop so many friendships. And then like yes. you said, gain knowledge on products or land management yeah. or, yep. you know, we met you guys through social media and then, then we see you in person and we feel like we know you and, and there's countless oh, yeah. people like that. So it's yeah. just so instantaneous and it, it's real. And I, I really enjoy social media. So it's awesome. Yeah. And I'll, I'll piggyback off that and say, you know, it, it, there's some negative sides to it as well. And that's oh, why I did my video uh, a while back, you know, people think that they have, uh, you know, their own opinion. They can just put it out there very strongly on social media Keyboard cowboys is what I call these guys. Oh, my gosh. Especially dealing with hunters and trophies, you know, to to tell somebody that they um, should have waited, you know, another year or should have passed that buck or um, shouldn't have shot that doe or anything like that. That's the negative side of it. But, uh, you know, that's why, you know, I always say hunters have to support hunters as long as they're hunting 100% legal. And, um, you know, we can't tell somebody what's not a trophy to them or that they should have passed. You know, we should be excited for them because that's one thing I would definitely say social media has changed is kind of how people view trophies. You know, I grew up in the day where uh, we used to have a check-in station at Walmart and we you know, the coolest thing was going there and dropping the tailgate, socializing with everybody and putting my picture in the picture book with all the other bucks. And, you know, it, it didn't matter what you shot. People are excited about it. Mm-hmm. Now, now people really question about even putting a four corn or a little six point or a spike or whatever it may be on social media because of the backlash they may get. Because somebody might come in and say, why would you shoot that? Why didn't you let it pass? And I hate that people have to do that. I want them to be proud to post whatever is a trophy to them on social media. So that's the one negative side to it. Amen. Um, but I'd say overall, it's it's a really, really good thing. Right. Well, Stephen, um, we could probably talk all day, but uh, we're going <laughs> to – we're kind of about to hit our timeline here. Mm-hmm. Um, before we leave, I mean, won't you, won't you give us a few shout-outs with your business partners, uh, okay. you know, friends or family? Social media, websites, Handles, whatever, whatever yeah. you got. Give us, give oh, us a yeah. lowdown real quick here. Well, I'll give you everything there. Um, you know, I, like I said, you know, it, it, you can't do this kind of thing without supporters. We've got great supporters. I'll just throw some out there. You know, we've got Mojo that you can really look forward to this turkey season. We've got new partners such as like Winsent and Fourth Arrow. Redneck came back on board. Of course, we've got Jotto Gear. Um, you know, you guys work with Eagle Seed. We love our Eagle Seed. Yeah, dirt nap. You guys use the dirt naps as well, and that's what I'm really hunting real hard for right now with the turkey. You know, with their new shred head, going after that and nose jammer and walk on archery. Um, but without those partners, you know, we just can't do what we do. But um, I encourage everybody to go look at our stuff. We're producing stuff, like you said, every single week. And as we get into the into the hunting season of turkey, we're not only going to be producing weekly um, hunting episodes, but we'll probably do vlogs. So. People really have to go to YouTube, type in Hunting Grounds, hit subscribe, follow us on Facebook. We're on Instagram, uh, THGTV. Uh, they can go to our website, which is just THG-TV.com, and uh, they can subscribe to our weekly emails. We send weekly emails every time we release a new video. I encourage people to follow us and interact because I respond to almost every single person that contacts us. So 
That's awesome. And we, we so appreciate you joining us today. And we just appreciate who you are as a person and as a hunter. You're a, a do-it-yourselfer and you're a, a Christian. And we really respect you, Stephen. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. And we want to have everybody listen. Go check these guys out, The Hunting Grounds. They're awesome. Great group of guys. And uh, we're proud to know them. So... Well, I appreciate you guys too. And I've really enjoyed the relationship that we had. Like you said, we met through social media and look forward to seeing you guys every time that we bump into you guys at shows and stuff too. So definitely appreciate you guys. Well, very good. Listen, before we leave, we want to uh, thank our sponsors, which is uh, Dirt Nap Gear, Eagle Seed, Trophy Rock, and Hunter Safety System. Join us again next time. You've been listening to Montgomery Creek outdoors.